and welcome to season four of the Mina Amsa Show podcast style. I'm so excited that you're joining me this season. This show is a place where you can find connection, insight, and probably answers to some of the questions that you'll have on your journey in life. Like, how do I grow and develop? How do I become a leader? How do I know I'm maturing? How do I find love and settle down? Well, my name is Mina Amso, and every week I'm joined by new and returning guests. We talk health, career, and relationships. We laugh, we get serious, we get silly. But this season, we are focusing more on leadership, self-development, and everything else in between. So grab a cup of coffee, relax, and welcome to the conversation. This episode is sponsored by Harcourts, Cooper & Co. Auckland-based real estate agents Bob Nahab and Peter Jones have a track record of helping Kiwis buy and sell their homes in Auckland. They are very experienced in the field, they know the market very well, and they'll make sure that your next house purchase or sell will be a breeze. So give them a call today. My guest this episode is Andrea Anakin. Andrea competed at the Tokyo Olympics 2020 in karate. She is a four-time consecutive gold medalist in the World Karate Federation Oceanian Karate Federation. And I know I did say federation twice. Since 2016, but she finished fifth place in the elimination round in the women's kata event and did not really advance to compete in a medal match. Uh, but she absolutely loved it, and she, uh, I believe she kicked butt for sure. It is the first time karate has been included in the Olympics, and Andrea is New Zealand's first representative in the sport. Big deal, I say. <laughs> and Andrea, hello. Hi, thanks for having me in your show. So lovely to have you, and uh, it's just so amazing to see how far you've come, and Congratulations on the performance and like also your hard work because it's not an easy feat to fill to get to the Olympics, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say it's easy, <laughs> no. but it's been it's been challenging but also fun. I did not plan to be going to the Olympics, but those are my plans and not God's plans. So he has he has written my life for me, and here I am accepting it. <laughs> I love it. And how do you feel now that it's all over? Or is it all over for you? Um, look, even though Tokyo 2020 is over, I still keep going back to it because it's one of the best experiences of my life. And I've been talking to my family about it because I can't really talk to anyone else about it. I can't celebrate, you know, with my club or anything like that because we went into isolation in Christchurch and then during my isolation, it was announced that Auckland was going to be in lockdown. Mm. <laughs> so I've been talking to my family and they've been really good because I've been sharing my excitement with them and my journey as well, because they've been with me from the start, like 26 years ago. And in 2018, when I was going to retire, and as I said, it wasn't my plan. It was God's plan for me to be in the Olympics. You know, I went to the world champs and then I got seventh place in that world championships and it propelled my points. And I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to retire in such a high. And then all of these karate people started approaching me saying, you should really go for the Olympics. And I said, nah, I told my family I was going to retire. <laughs> yes. Like it was a straight out no. 
And then I talked to my family about it and they said, look, um, we'll support you, although they can't support me financially. And I said, oh, I don't really want to be, you know, taking out loans for this because I don't want to be in debt Mm. just to try and qualify. And we prayed about it and not joking, like a few days later, God provided. So (laughs) he provided like literally it still blows my mind because as I said, I didn't plan it, but he has other plans. So I just accept it and there's a lot of hard work into it, but I know it was his ways and his path that directed me into it. (laughs) So do you know if he's leading you to the next Olympics? (laughs) No, unfortunately, karate didn't make it to Paris 2024. So it was such an honor and privilege for me to be one of the representative of the sport in Tokyo, because we don't know if we're ever going to be back there again. Yeah. So so you were, so I suppose to qualify for the next Olympics, you would have had to win a, um, a match in, in the current Olympics or how does it work? No, so karate is not part of Paris 2024. Oh, That's I see. Tokyo is such a big deal <laughs> oh, <laughs> because okay. it's the first time and we don't know if it's going to be the last time that karate is going to be in there. So, wow. yeah, it's a bit of a bittersweet moment. And now that it's yeah. over, we don't know if it's, you know, going to be back again. So I guess you wouldn't know if it's back or do they make an announcement closer to the Olympics or how does it work? They've already selected the sports that's going to be included in Paris yeah. 2024. Oh, I see. And karate is not one of them. <laughs> oh, okay. So there's an official. So that's a bit funny. Oh, that, they should really include you back in there, I think. Uh, I think they're going to miss out. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. But um, they put breakdancing in, I think. Oh, and, wow. Are you um, serious? Other awesome. sports. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So they had to take a few sports out for other sports to be included back in. Hmm. I see. So, that, you know, that must suck a little bit for you because I presume you're looking forward to, to, to performing again at the, at the Paris Olympics. Or are you quite kind happy, that this, are you quite <laughs> happy that this is kind of um, the news of not it being in the Olympics um, came through? Like, it was really sad because not just for me, but karate in general, Mm. we were so excited to be included in, you know, Tokyo 2020. And for us not to be included in Paris 2024, it was such kind of like a heartbreaking moment when we found out. And Mm. karate is still campaigning to be included. I don't know how that's going to work. And we're also praying that, you know, LA is going to include karate and so will Brisbane, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Yes. Uh, well, so you've you so for the people who don't know, you've competed in the karate discipline of kata, the performance yes. side of karate, um, as opposed to the kumite. I hope I'm saying this right. <laughs> the fighting discipline. So kata and kumite. Yes. Kumite. Um, yes. And I, I bet, by the way, that you're speaking a little bit of Japanese after all this uh, all those experiences. <laughs> Um, yes, I um, I actually learned a little bit of Japanese in high school, and it was because of the influence of karate yeah. and anime. <laughs> yeah, because your um, your um, the way that you say the words are quite on point, and so you really do sound Japanese. So kudos for that. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but could you I help hope ex- I'm saying it correctly? <laughs> oh no, you're awesome. Could you help me um, or help the listeners uh, explain to them what the difference between um, 
the kata or kata and ka- kumate. Kumite, yes. Uh, so kata is uh, means literally translated is form. So it's the form of karate, and uh, I call it the the art form of the martial arts because it's a set of pattern of movements. So, for example, I do papuren, and I did it in the Olympics. Papuren has certain number of movements, and each move means something. So the start would be, for example, a block, and then a strike. And if you block upwards, that means you're blocking the up your your face or the upward part of your body. And if you block down and then kick, that means someone's attacking you. We call it gedan from the hips down, and then you block, and then you have to strike back. And that's how kind of like the karate masters pass down the moves or how they compete, not competed, sorry, the, how they fought opponents back in the days. Um, and some moves are derived from real life samurai. So there's a move that we do in a kata where we block the back of our head and we ask, um, you know, our grandmaster, like, oh, what is that for? And he goes, oh, yeah, the samurais used to be um, pulled by their ponytails and they have to block up, you know, and we're like, whoa, that's so cool. <laughs> um, cool. And that's kata is how, for example, um, each kata means something. So some katas were invented in the beach because, you know, people would challenge you in the beach and then you'd have to defend yourself. Mm. Um, by the way, the first rule of karate, if someone wants to fight you, is that you run away and if you can't run away and then that's when you defend yourself so we never yes we never um start fights so karate is for self-defense so it has to be really clear and we teach that to our kids as well that you don't do it for violence you use it for self-defense and it's not just you know defending yourself but defending others as well and if you can try and run you run if you can report to authorities you report it to the authorities (laughs) don't just try and tackle it on your own (laughs) so that's kata and kumite is um sparring directly translated into sparring and you have an opponent so one wears red one wears blue in the sport of karate um and you basically try and get as many points as possible to from your opponent and the one with the most points at the end of the match wins wow okay well thank you so much for clarifying these things (laughs) (laughs) no worries i've never really um seen a um like karate done without fighting, you know, people were having like an opponent. So it was really nice to to see the different side of the karate um, uh, sport, really. So, and I think you've done such a great job. And every time I sort of watch your performance, I'm like, I am so happy I am not in your way. <laughs> Um, actually, I don't know why they didn't include it, but Team Kata is a kata performed by three people. And after they do the kata, they do a bunkai. And bunkai is the application to the kata. So they actually explain what the movements in the kata mean. So one person would be, or two people would be attacking the main person, and then they demonstrate what the kata means. So I don't know why they didn't include it in the Olympics. It would have been so cool because it would add meaning for everyone you know that Mm. sees what kata is about and what it actually means in real life oh yeah I would have been really interested to find out 
what it means. And so when you've explained it, it was really nice to understand um, the the history as well. I was thinking of when you were talking about the um, the discipline, I was thinking, would you not consider um, playing in movies now with being a devil or something? And <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be. I mean, you know, I'm a big fan of Marvel superhero movies. And if they ever cast me, I'm all there. (laughs) (laughs) Watch out, world. Andrea is coming to your town. (laughs) Well, I'll pray about it. And if God said that, you know, it's my next big break, it's going to be there. (laughs) I think think you'll be awesome at it. I want to take you back to Tokyo. Like, How do you think Tokyo went now that you've um, come back, uh, I suppose, spent a bit bit of time uh, reflecting, and thinking about it, do you, how do you think it went? Well, I was really ecstatic after I hopped off the mat. Um, so we competed in mats. And I didn't watch any of my opponents because I wanted to focus on my performance. Mm. And I felt really great kind of being able to do my best. And I told my coach, regardless of what the points are, what the scores are, because look, Kata is so subjective, right? Um, you're being judged for how you perform the movement, but it's really based on human judges. It's not like kumite where you can literally see a point. If you get kicked at the back, that's two points and everybody could see and could hear it. But kata is so subjective. And I didn't want to... I, I, didn't, I don't want to say destroy, but kind of like destroy the feeling that I had because I as I said I didn't watch any of my opponents and Mm. I felt great being able to do my best and Mm. I I, I don't know I I feel like oh it was the best performance of my life you know yeah and yes I was nervous but I do I do kind of like this tradition where I walk on the mat I pray and then I Mm. stop my prayer after I bow and I just wanted to be able to give my 100%. And that's what I prayed for. A few other things. I prayed for a few other things. But once I <laughs> shouted my kata, all of the nerves disappeared. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Like, I was so amazed because I wasn't in the Olympics, you know, the epitome of competition, basically. I know, for a lot exactly. Of and I wasn't nervous performing my kata. And it just felt so great, like, to be free. And to not care about my points, even though I know it's very important. And it was just kind of freeing because I wasn't bound by those standards that the judges are going to score me on because I wanted to perform the best of my capabilities and I managed to do it. But then I, (laughs) about a month later, I started watching the Olympic videos because I was like, okay, well, time for me to move on. And kind of like analyzing my movements, um, you know, mm. working on what is going to be better for, I don't know, my next venture in my karate and what I need to work on. Mm. And I was watching my opponents and I was like, oh, man, like I I wish I could have scored higher because mm. I was capable of scoring higher in comparison to them. <laughs> oh, really? Mm. <laughs> I don't mean to sound arrogant or anything, but... Um, when I was watching it, I was like, whoa, like that girl lost balance or whoa, like her stances weren't really stable. And I was like, oh, man, I, I wonder like what they saw in person for me to score lower, you know, that sort of thing. And it got me kind of sad, but then at the same time excited because I'm so challenged. And mm. 
God spoke to me. He was like, oh, man, are you being ungrateful? And I was like, no, no, no. Like, no, I'm very grateful. <laughs> you know, but I just want to, I wanted to go back in time and like mm. experience it again. Mm. And I don't know at the moment what I would change. Like you can hear the excitement in my voice, but, um, you know, we're not allowed to travel in New Zealand, but I would love to compete again, like, you know, and to be able to go up against the people that I went up against with and kind of like just like challenge them again. <laughs> yeah. So by the sound of things, I think you're <clears throat> ready to get back on on the um, on the podium and do your thing, I think. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> no, not yet. Just because we're not allowed to leave the country to compete. Um, and I know I don't want to go out there yet because I haven't been training. Mm. Um just from what I've been telling you, I am excited, but mm. I would love to challenge them when I'm ready. Yeah. You know, I don't want to go back out there when I'm, I guess I'm kind of like not at my peak. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> having done this sport for like 26 years, sort of like training and self-discipline must be really high on your like priority list. Like it's very important to you and it's important to actually be, to have those, um, qualities like to have be self-disciplined because you have to train and you have to make time and you have to like know how to balance life and it takes a real (laughs) self-leadership to achieve that so how how do you do that consistently in the last 26 years because you're still doing it until now (laughs) well definitely not alone I am so grateful that I'm actually living still at my family's house because Um, my parents have supported me. They know Mm -hmm. that I was really passionate about karate since I was about five years old Mm -hmm. (laughs) and about like six months after I did karate. And it's a lot of pressure. Like, I'm not going to lie. I, my biggest challenge for me actually was not training. It was controlling what I ate. I love food, Mina. <laughs> Welcome not to my life. Not <laughs> being able to eat like ice cream and chips because, yes. um, you know, we had a goal of feeding our bodies healthily mm-hmm. and, you know, being able to move faster and stronger mm-hmm. and, you know, just cutting out my favorite foods. Well, yeah. some of my favorite foods out painful. of my diet was really like, the discipline that it took mm-hmm. um, because I didn't know until I started speaking to my nutritionist and then, you know, giving that up, but then feeling great about it. You know, during training, I was feeling great. Um, Mm -hmm. But as I said, I I don't know how I could have done it without my family because Mm -hmm. my mom, my sister would cook. Like, you know, if it wasn't my turn, they would cook and they would cook healthy for the whole family and the whole family, like including my dad and my brother would have to eat healthily. <laughs> <laughs> so you're and the I cause of so the healthy. grateful. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And like um, my partner as well, my boyfriend, Matt, I would, because I, I'm not a fully funded athlete, so... I would still have to work at my family's business Mm. and I would be so tired, you know, because I'd be training late at night and then I'd go to work the next day and I tell him, man, I'm so tired. And he goes, don't worry, I'll drive for you, go sleep. (laughs) Oh, that is so lovely. You know, you'd think those are little things, but actually they're massive for me. Mm. Even getting like 20 minute more rest than usual is really beneficial. And when I have to leave for training, 
my family would be like, yes, go, we'll take care of the business. You know, that's, yeah. that's a really big deal. And so my support team has been really great. Um, even my sensei, when he tells me, my coach, he goes, look, like whenever you want to train, you can just because my gym is at his house. He was like, you could just go to my house, like, you know, just train even if I'm not there and then I'll help you when I'm there, you know? So mm. I've been really supported kind of like by my whole community. <laughs> you do, yeah. Sort of your tribe or your village. You have uh, to yeah, have a definitely, village. Yeah, definitely, yeah. And um, my friends as well. Like I've missed out on a lot of things in terms of my social life, but... Mm. I'm still invited to all these things. And when I tell my friends that I'm sorry, I can't come, they're really understanding, you know, and I don't even have to have training. It's like, man, I'm sorry, I can't come because I just need rest. (laughs) You know, that two hours of rest, it's just because I'm exhausted and they're so understanding and they still invite me to stuff. And I feel so just really blessed to have those people around me Mm. just being supportive of my passion. It's amazing. It's the little things. And I think um, like the training and the self-discipline is made easier when there's people that are supportive um, and uh, cheering you on, your cheerleaders, you know. Yes, definitely. The times, Nina, where I have to say no to Korean fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) That's been really hard. (laughs) That is some real self-discipline, sister. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes thank you <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm crying for you <laughs> no but it's all good um and I could definitely say that it was worth it it yeah. is worth it yeah so now that you're a little bit more um chilled um since there's no competition are you do, do they let you off the hook a little bit can you can you have that <laughs> ice cream or the, the Kentucky fried chicken or the Korean chicken like can you be a little bit more at ease and then sort of you can pick things up a little bit later on when things get a bit more serious and you start to train and perform again yes definitely so um this is kind of like my rest period and as i said it's um it's been extended but you need that as a human being to have a little bit of a rest Mm -hmm. after what you've put your body through Mm -hmm. you kind of have your to pamper yourself a little bit, you know, and God said your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So mm-hmm. you really mm-hmm. have to take care of your body in a sense that I need to rest too. You do. <laughs> and um, in terms of food, um, I tried to eat some fried food when I was in the athlete's village in Tokyo, but mm-hmm. I kind of felt sick. Oh, wow. And then I, I, I felt disappointed that I felt sick. <laughs> And I was like, oh, no, like I was looking forward to eating this, yeah. but my body, my body didn't want it. And so I was like, oh, well, it got used to being, I guess, um, feeding it healthily that mm. when I started started feeding it junk, mm. it wouldn't take it. Your body get used <laughs> so, to the healthy food, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm quite grateful that I, um, you know, uh, my body was not accepting it. I did have ice cream before I hopped on the plane. And <laughs> let me tell you, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was but, well um, worth it. Eh? Well worth it. Did you have, um, so d- well, I suppose before the Olympics and everything, and uh, were you serious about like the martial arts from way beyond? And like, how, oh, actually, like, how did you know? You wanted to be serious about martial arts and karate. I didn't. I my, so when I started my 
family wanted me to do, well, my my siblings weren't born yet. So my parents wanted me to do like a whole curricular sport or activity. Mm. And it's the same for all of us siblings. So my sister used to do violin and my brother used to do soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that all dropped and we all <laughs> do karate now. <laughs> oh, really? The whole family does yes, karate yeah. as well. So I don't, I, I can't really tell you if there was like this, you know, moment where I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to pursue this. Yeah. Like internationally, because there was not that moment. Yeah. I just love doing it and I love the thrill of competitions like you know how people seek out roller coaster rides Mm. and amusement parks you know Mm. it's the same adrenaline that it gives you when you go for competition it's like Mm. man I've been training years for this or months depending on the competition and Mm. it's Mm. um you know it's game time Mm. kind of like that and um there was only one tournament where it was actually in Shanghai. Mm. I told myself, I was like, why am I doing this? <laughs> why? Because I? I was really nervous for some reason. Yeah. Um, and I said, why am I putting my body through this? Yeah. You know, and I kind of had like this internal conversation with myself. And it was literally waiting for a cab to take us back to our accommodation. Mm. I was like, why? why am I doing this? And then I kind of had to talk back to myself. And I was like, because you enjoy it like you love it you love the feeling you love being able to do karate you love kata and I was like oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) just a bit of a reminder there yeah but there was just like this I guess I was really tired and in Shanghai Mm. um, nobody could understand us and Mm. none of our phones were working Google Translate wasn't working so I was physically emotionally tired yeah and my body just was like questioning you know what I was doing it why I was doing the things that I was doing Mm. but Mm. it was only that moment and when I kind of like had that conversation that hey you know you love this like this is why you're here in Shanghai, in another country. It's all part of the fun. It all disappeared. Mm. And it was like, yeah, it's game time. <laughs> it's yeah. game time again. So there was not this moment where I was like, yeah, karate is going to be my sport. It was just because, you know, my parents wanted me to do something. I chose karate. And from then on, God has provided. Mm. That is amazing. And uh, I really want to know, just to wrap up, have you ever kicked somebody's butt in real life? um i'm sad to say that yes i have (laughs) oh that is great (laughs) not for myself so i was i'm still working for my family's business and there was this customer that had a fight with one of my colleagues um who's actually my boyfriend at the time Um, uh no sorry still my boyfriend and he went for his neck and started strangling him and I was I was um about two feet away and I was like oh my goodness what's happening and I went like to kind of stop it right and Mm. the customer was just really angry and so I was pulling him off I was like stop like stop you don't need to do this this is like this is just for like a small tv like and I was like this is just for a tv like stop doing it wow and he wouldn't so (laughs) you went into like karate mode He was trying to my colleague, and then I was trying to pull him off, and he still wouldn't. And so I put him on a chokehold, yep. and he let go of my colleague and started attacking me. And I was like, "Stop it!" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, "Stop it! What are you doing? 
And so I was like, okay, I just need him to faint, you know, because he was attacking everyone. I just need him to faint, but he was not fainting. And he, his lips kind of turned blue. And I was like, oh my goodness. I was like, okay, I'm not going to wait for him to faint because it might, you know, I was so scared that I was going to kill this person. Yeah, I know. I told him, I was like, and then his arms kind of like flopped down. And I was like, okay, he stopped attacking me. And I was like, okay, stop like stop moving and I was like I'm gonna let you go okay you cannot attack anyone else and I let go of his neck and then he kind of just like plops down on the floor and I was like ah! like I was like oh no oh my <laughs> you know goodness. but I could see him breathing and I was like someone help him <laughs> oh my God. Oh. he had to be escorted out of the premises Whoa. I had to call the police and we have to do like this official like statement and I was like I was so apologetic that I strangled him, like, you know, not strangled him, like, put him on a chokehold. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I was just defending my colleague. Yes. So I was like, you're not allowed to enter this place anymore. Like, you know, to him. And I was like, go back to your car. Like, (laughs) oh, my goodness. So, um, yes, that's kind of like the... Was it the only time when you had to really tackle somebody and use your karate skills to... Kick someone's well, butt. not really the only time. Oh, there's more. Wow. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay, there was this kid that was lifting up our skirts, right? When oh. I was younger, oh. and I gave him a warning. I said, "Stop doing that." And then he was like, "Oh, well, what are you gonna do about it?" And I said, "Well, if you don't stop doing it to me and my friends, I'm gonna punch you." <laughs> okay. And he didn't believe that I was gonna punch him, so he lifted my skirt. And, and that was like, his end. <laughs> in my, my head, I was like, well, I told you. And I punched him straight to the forehead. Wow. And I was like, I told you to stop. And he kind of like fell on the floor. And then his friends ran away. And then he ran away after. So I was like, oh, I'm going to get into trouble with this. I didn't. <laughs> I guess it was the boy's fault. It's so. almost funny because it's like you're walking around with this like superpower. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm praying that I never have to use it again, you know? It's something you train for, but you're praying that you could, you would never use in real life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yes. But and I suppose you got into it because you were wanting to protect yourself and defend yourself. Yes, um, and, yes. and I think if you have to, then you go for it. <laughs> if only if you have to. Yes, but, I think I would have to, yes. But remember, the first rule is to run away. Yes. Definitely oh, yes, times of I could not run away. Absolutely. But, you know, I think uh, time has gone incredibly quickly and uh, I'm going to have to wrap it up. But I'm so thankful for you, Andrea. Thanks so much for coming in. Um, Thanks, Nina. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's been a pleasure and it was so good to catch up with you. And um, hopefully um, all the best to you, of course, on your adventures. And you never know, maybe Paris Olympics will include the karate um, discipline in their a list of um, events and even if they don't um, you you are going to be a huge success as you have been already so far so all the best to you and thank you so much thank you Mina and thanks for having me here <laughs> thank you for listening if you liked this episode would you please share it with a friend These episodes are available to you for free on Spotify, Google Play Music and iTunes. Until next week, hairera.